I do not believe now scientists explain things that that have a propensity to follow a genetic line okay right and i and i believe that that's their understanding yes because that's a godless understanding and that's actually a pretty good way to lay it out if you do not have any understanding of god right oh that's right um but 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 what i believe is that either it is it is either a it is an iniquity that follows the bloodline uh, because there has been a failure to cut off the iniquity. Yeah, yeah, and and that is more and more prevalent today because there are so fewer people who can who, who are intimate in the spiritual who uh, uh, maturing constantly maturing themselves in the spirit so that they can find out the iniquity in in their past or in their family line that they're unaware of that they can that they can address an iniquity that that is not something that they knew in their cognizant thought you know right, right. Um, in in the in the in the old bible days look uh, that was exactly the reason for fasting yeah. fasting the, the as you weaken the flesh you draw closer in the spiritual you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, which one of the, uh, one of the, one of the prophets even ate mushrooms. Who is that? Methuselah? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. One of them, one of them ate, ate mushrooms. I didn't know about that. So anyway, um, and, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was, you know, a, a little bit of that because, you know, a little bit of a mushroom tea to, to help you get into the to weaken the flesh might uh, might be a perfectly natural thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so we're in. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Is, is mom with you guys yet? Yes, sir. Yeah. Hi there, Maria. Grandpa said hi. Oh, hi. Hi, <laughs> how's, how's it going, honey? He said, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Uh, I'm hanging. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. Thanks. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I just told Sky I got to go get another transfusion tomorrow. That's all right. Are we in chapter 20, Sky? We are, Dad. We're in chapter 20. We're going to be starting in verse 18. Okay. Let her rip. Okay. Let's say our prayers, family. And let's uh, let's get going here. Father, thank you for this opportunity for us to come before your word and to receive. Um help us help us as we yield our hearts up to you to to turn our hearts to you to understand and to receive lord holy spirit we welcome you please come among us and on and upon us please help us lead us and teach us 
In Jesus' name, we ask this. Amen. So, you know, this, this morning, this, you know, you guys know that my, my personal Bible study is in the book of Leviticus. Yeah. And, and this morning, I was studying about the festivals that, that God laid out for his people. He gave them specific days when they were to fast, um, when they were to eat unleavened bread, and, and that they were supposed to worship the Lord during these certain days that they were going to be joyful and worship the Lord. And there's, there's even one week a year, um, all of these festivals that we're supposed to worship, with the exception, there's one that is the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath, that one day a week, one day a week, we are to turn our hearts to the Lord and, and, uh, and keep the day holy. We are to put away work on that day. And, uh, and the word of God even tells us that, you know, those who keep his holy days, keep his holy days, um, will be considered as unto, you know, it'll be considered unto you like righteousness, you know? Yes. Um, so, and, and, and we've gone over this before. I believe that, that none of those, none of God's natural laws passed away at all jesus came to fulfill jesus came to fulfill covenant you know and he did he fulfilled the covenant and he bought us freedom out from underneath the law of sickness and death but i believe it is my belief that the natural laws still exist and 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 that they have consequences in the natural world if we fail to recognize them um so i know that and and here's the evidence of it gentiles all over the world know what the sabbath is and they know we're supposed to keep the sabbath right. boom right there there yeah. it is yeah but but for some reason uh, even though the sabbath comes from the exact same chapter as the other things that we're supposed to do we disregard those um, I think I'm going to have a change in my life and I'm going to start recognizing those days uh, in the manner in which God calls us to recognize them. I, uh, I read this morning and I, and, I, and I realized in my heart some of those things were things that the Lord's been calling me to do for a long time. And I have been disregarding those festivals thinking, I, well, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to work, how to how to uh, do that Jewish thing because you know when I look at the the way that the Jews do it, there's so much ritual that that I I don't understand. You know, I can't without some kind of formal training. I felt like I was out of my element, but then when I read God's word in Leviticus, it's very simple. You know, God didn't add all those rituals and all the words and the time. You know, God said, when the sun goes down on this day, I want you to do this. And then the next day, I want you to do this. And you continue to do that for the next seven days. You know, 
And, and most of them are only one day thing. They're just from that night to the next night. You know, I, how hard is it for us to take one day of a year and say, okay, from this evening to the next evening, all we will eat is unleavened bread. Is that hard? That's not hard for us. We can all do that. So if we love the Lord, why wouldn't we do it? Right? Right. The one that's kind of, kind of hard for folks, I think, is the seven days living in the tree limbs. That one's going to be difficult, you know? But I'll say this. I know that in Jerusalem, I've seen the videos of this, people will be, bring palm fronds into their house and they hang them over their bed for those seven days. And so they sleep under the palm fronds, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what God's word says is to sleep under the limbs. You'll go to get the limbs of the trees and you'll sleep under the limbs of the trees. All of Israel shall sleep under these limbs, limbs of the trees as a reminder that you are the branches thereof. And, and, you know, I think that's a good thing right there. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to make a genuine attempt this year. Um, I'm going to make an attempt to celebrate that and, and to, to spend the seven days um, in the, in the tree limbs. I, I really am because I, I think that God has, I think that God has something for his people in this, you know, I, I really think there's something there. And I, and so I'm not saying, I am not saying that, that everyone should follow that. I am, that is not what I'm saying. I think that each person should listen to the Holy spirit and receive their leading of the Holy Spirit themselves. Okay. Um, there are medical situations. There are all kinds of situations that are to be concerned here. Okay. But, but, but listen to the Holy Spirit because each one of us has, has a call on our lives. And it's not all the same call. You know. So, so I guess what I'm saying is I want to encourage you to think about those, those things. And to listen to the Holy Spirit in your heart, because for myself, when I was reading those things this morning, I was convicted in my heart that this was something God earnestly desired me to do. At least to try. He's not going to hold me guilty because I, 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 I didn't do something exactly with the right kind of wheat, uh, you know, from the fields on the east of Israel or something, you know, God, God, God isn't about the, the religion that man adds to his laws. None of that was in the Bible. It's not there. Yeah, you know, 632. Sir. I think they added 632 laws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And I know it was hundreds and hundreds of laws they added. And that, that, that isn't, no, no, nothing in there, any part of that was from, was from God's word. Right. God's word is very simple. He, he, he speaks to us in such a way that every one of his children has an equal opportunity to obey him. We, we didn't have to have a doctorate degree to understand what God wanted us to do. We, we don't have to be some uh, theological genius 
in order to decipher God's intention for us to, to do something. This is why the, the playing field is, is absolutely leveled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, I believe that those who have the doctorates and the theological background are at a dis distinct disadvantage to those of us who have none. Um, and I mean that. I mean that sincerely. Because, uh, because man, that education, it, uh, it, can, it can surely, surely send you spinning in the wrong direction. Okay, so we're in, in chapter 20. And we're going to be beginning in verse 18 tonight. If, you, if your Bibles aren't open yet, open up. And, uh, and I'm going to start in 17. And Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the 12 disciples apart in the way um, and and said unto them, in other words, along the way to Jerusalem, Jesus took his 12 disciples and separated them from everybody else that was coming with him. We knew he had a lot of followers. So he took his 12 disciples and he separated them away. They got, a, they got a, apart privately. And, and Jesus said to them, behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And the son of man shall be betrayed unto the chief priest and unto the scribes and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. Zebedee's sons does, does anybody know who Zebedee's sons are? The sons of Zebedee? Oh. James and John. James and John. Yeah. That's right. The sons of thunder. The sons of thunder. Yeah. So the mother of James and John came to Jesus and said, she, was, she worshiped him. And she said, Lord, I, I have a favor to ask you. I want to beg you for something. You know? And he said unto her, what is it that you want? And she said unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on your right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. Can you imagine what a stalwart woman that is, that she came to the Lord. Now, now that's faith. <laughs> that's faith right there. She didn't come and say, Lord, I'm going to ask that you watch over my sons, that you keep them alive, that they not be killed following you. You know, she didn't think of anything for herself. She wasn't trying. She wasn't trying to entertain the selfish desire of the heart. What she said was, "I know if 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 my children are going, if the son of man is about to be scourged, if he's about to die, if he's about to be betrayed, and on the third day he's going to rise again. Lord, here's what I want." Can one of my sons sit on your right hand and one on the left? You know, if my sons are going to die with you, so be it, Lord. But give them, a, give them a place. Give them a place right next to you. That's, that's the highest honor. And, you know, that right there is the, is, is the heart that I understand. Because for me, 
the highest honor I can have with my Lord is to see my children serving him, close by him, lit up on the pinnacle that he sets them upon, operating in love and devotion and faithfully executing all that he has for them, pouring out their lives. That is the, that is the pinnacle of our faith as a parent. That is the greatest thing you can hope for is to see your children serving God, serving Jesus Christ all the way, right up there in the center of the circle, you know? Then came to him the mother of Zebedee, worshiping and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, what is it that you want? She said unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand, the other on the left in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you're asking me. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand or my left is not mine to give but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. Now, I believe that those two right there, they understood when Jesus said he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to be killed, that he was going to rise again. I, I, I think that they, I think that they took him at his word. I think they took him at his word and they believed him. And that at this point, at least they intended to follow him right to the grave. Sons of thunder. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But when Jesus called them unto him and he said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. In other words, let him be your servant. And so Jesus is saying, look, don't be jealous of whoever sits at, at my right hand and at my left. Don't covet that position, that, that position, that place, because whoever sits in that high place is going to be the servant. That person is not going to be there sitting in that high place to, to, to rule over those further down the table. They're going to be sitting in that high place at the table because they're going to have to serve and they're going to have to serve at a level that is required at a, at a required level that is beyond that which anybody else at the table is going to be required. And that's why Jesus asked them, are you able to drink of the cup that I drink? Because there's there's a requirement. There's a requirement. And. uh and if you want to feel your heart moved for these sons of thunder, they did indeed, according to church um, history 
and what is written out for us. Um, they did, and, and, and that history is old enough to be definitely credible um, with, within 150 years of their lives. There's written documentation to the effect that these two sons of Zebedee, they did indeed drink of the cup that Jesus drank from, and they did indeed. Uh, they did indeed go out just the way that they had promised him that they would. They were faithful to the end. In fact, James was so faithful that his, his faithfulness caused the, the Romans, so according to church tradition, James's faithfulness to Jesus um, so, was so profound that the Roman soldier that was, that was holding guard over James before his execution accepted Jesus Christ on his way to the execution and and asked them to execute him with James. And wow. he was executed with James. He accepted Jesus Christ and just a few moments later was executed with James. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as the Son of Men came even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because... They should hold their peace. The multitude told them, be silent, be silent. Jesus is coming by. And they cried out the louder, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them to him and said, what would you have me do for you? And they said, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. And Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. You know, it is one thing to think of the way that James died and to think to ourselves, do we live the kind of life, do we live the kind of life that would inspire someone to accept our Jesus Christ as we walk to our death and to lay down their life to die with us? Do we live that kind of life? But but these two blind men bring, can bring it a little closer to home for us. How many times in our life has Jesus been right there, right by us, and we desperately needed him? We desperately needed him to help us. We desperately needed him to heal us. We desperately needed him to give us strength to get through a situation we desperately needed Jesus. And we wanted to be dignified. These guys, these guys said to heck with dignity. I'm blind. 
I'm blind. Heck with my dignity. And everybody said, be quiet, behave yourself, you know, have some dignity. They were like, forget that. Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus. They cried out with all they had. They cried out the louder and the louder. And Jesus had compassion on them. How many times have we sat dignified and let Jesus pass by? Let him stand there. Because we didn't want to be undignified and cry out, Jesus, 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 son of David, help me. Jesus, son of David, help me. Help me. There are people that have suffered for decades, decades, because they they couldn't be undignified to cry out to Jesus. And if you ask them, have you cried out to Jesus? They, they, they say, yes, yes, many times, many times. But they didn't do it the way these blind men did. They didn't do it with a yeah. whole heart. They didn't cast off their clothes and scream with all their life. Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. These men cried out because they knew that he was the only shot they had. There's no options. There's no alternatives. They went all in on Jesus. All in. And I, I am a believer. I am an absolute believer that in that moment, when your heart shifts, when your heart shifts into that gear, that, that special gear, that special place, that overdrive, that frequency, when your heart hits that exact frequency that it is all in for Jesus and it is crying out for Jesus and it is banking everything on him, that that frequency hooks up with our Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't think he ever fails in that element. I don't think that there is ever a time in that perfect scenario where it, he does not meet them in that place with compassion. I believe that. I truly, truly believe that. And in every instance where I cried out to Jesus for something, I know there was something amiss and it was not my Lord's failure. It was not my Lord's failure to heed my cry. There is something amiss. There is something withheld. There is some legal right that is keeping him from, from doing it. It is his will. Lord, if it's your will, you can heal me. He said, it is my will. Yes, it's his will to heal us. Yes, it's his will to do good for us. That's his will. It's not his will that we sit there blind and be quiet. That is not his will. 
All right. Dad, the floor is yours. Okay. Father, it's a good word. Lord, yet you have the very best for us. You said, Lord, in your word, my thoughts for you are good. And I believe that, Father. I believe, Lord, that healing is imminent. That, Lord, you're able to the uttermost to bring healing to our bodies. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you've given us today, Father. Thank you for the word tonight, Lord, that might sink into our hearts. That we be filled to the uttermost, Father, to understanding. Lord, you said you'd give us wisdom. With that wisdom, Lord, give us knowledge. With the knowledge, Lord, give us understanding. Father, if there's something in our lives, Father, that is stopping us, Lord, any of us, from receiving what you have for us, Father, we ask, Lord, that you reveal yes. our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, because, Lord, it is sufficient. Every day, we lift up our children to you, Lord, our family. Pray for Gwen, Father, that you bless her mightily. Watch over her, Father. Strengthen her body and heal her body, Father. I lift up Sky and Maria to you, Lord, for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit and your sweet, sweet peace, Lord, that you give. We ask, Lord, bless Raiden and Jacob, Father. Direct their lives, Father, for their future. Because their future, Lord, is in your hands. But Lord, their future, too, is followed by obedience. I ask, Lord, that you teach them mighty things. I pray, Father, for your touch and tangible life, Father, that you would draw him back to you, Father. Bring to remembrance, Lord, that which he knew. Times we forget, Father, great things that you do. And Lord, that's why we're to testify and give a testimony of things that take place in our lives, Father, and rather than sitting idly by, Lord, saying nothing. It's like the man in the tombs, Lord, gathering, told him to go and tell what great things you've done for him. Lord, we come tonight asking you to bless Aaron and Elise, guide their lives and their future. Pray, Lord, for, I ask God that you will lift up John to you, Father. Move in his heart. Give him freedom, Father. Free him, Father. Guide him. Pray, Father, for your direction in this country, Father, how we need you. Lord, how we need so very much see your will for this country and pray it into being. May your people, Lord, who call themselves by your name come and humble themselves and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, Father. 
There's none good except you. So, Lord, all of us need to come before you. Seek your face, Father. We give you thanks. I ask, Lord, your blessings over our president, Father, tonight. God gave him the rest. He doesn't rest much, but his body doesn't need much. We just ask, God, that you will guide him. Make righteous decisions. And, Lord, those that are evil that are about him, that give him advice, Father, we come against that evil and bind it in the name of Jesus. Lord, that he would understand when this these things are taking place. We give you thanks, Father. Ask God that you will touch our Congress and our Senate, our coming up election, Father. May we truly, with whole hearts, Lord, seek your will in this election. Pray for our churches, Father. We ask God that you do a mighty work in all of our churches. And Lord, may there be a great outpouring in this coming time, Lord, of, of this coming Sunday, Lord, what it stands for. We ask God that you do a work in this season, Lord, that you pour out your spirit over this country. And just ask God that there be mighty, a mighty revival. We just give you thanks, Father, for that. Ask that you bless us, teach us, watch over us, Father. Keep us ever close to you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Y'all be blessed tonight. Welcome. We love guys. Love you. Yeah. I love you. Mama said love she you. loves you. Love you. Love you. Take care. <laughs>